Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. All right. Here you go. You buy what you start, man. What am I starting here in Kansas? <laughs> no, actually, it's still going, by the way, so don't, don't you worry about it. It's still going. Oh, so we're recording? Yeah. So the book is Don't Bother Kids While They're Skateboarding. Is that the book or is that the chapter? So that's the chapter of the book, 12 Rules. <laughs> but it feels like the whole book. I had to listen to it like so many times and understand what it meant. Wow, what a chapter. I thought the others were terrible. Oh, sorry, hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but wow. I actually didn't mind this one. It's about why blokes have been picked on the other lights for no reason. And yeah. I thought it was perfect. You okay? Do you have tissue? Yeah, that's, that's good. Actually, because before she would have stuck the finger up, we're out of no. camera sort of shot. Now you can see all the reactions and everything. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> now you've got the message loud again. I'm sorry, I'm sick. I can't, mate. My mind is. So, what did we get out of it? What was the big sort of things that we got out of it, you reckon? Um, I think it started talking about like braveness versus stupidity, which was sort of like, again, we've talked about it heaps of times, but with this book, a lot of the time we read the title and then we start reading it and go, huh? Yeah. What is, like, <laughs> when, it, yeah. when do we match it up? Um, but I won't get started on the next one because it says go when you see a cat added or something. I, so then it's out but um, the, yeah, he, so he talked about, um, you know, obviously children and sometimes what they do can be borderline braveness and stupidity. And as parents, we've got to obviously try and find that and to allow them to do the things that they need to do as children, take risks, obviously within reason, like we're not going to go and let them do something silly, but um, where it related back to skateboarding was obviously their trialing new things, they're doing things which are risky and which I know some of the stuff that they would do on a skateboard I personally wouldn't attempt, um, but they do it because they don't have necessarily that fear factor. They're not going to, they're going to hurt themselves, definitely. They'll lose some skin or they'll hurt a bone or whatever, but the risk versus what they'll learn, I think, is what he was trying to get at. Yep. Like you've got to let them overcome their own things and you've got to let them try their own things because um, as parents you can't you can't shelter sure. them from what the world is going to be like the world is the world and their kids they're going to prepare them for the future right but yeah. well, I, I, I want to question you guys about something that he said in like in that book he was talking about these young kids they go on the like the cranes they climb cranes and they just walk out on the crane have you, you've seen that right he's one they're incredibly brave i'm thinking they're incredibly stupid yeah how do, you, how do you guys say this? Because for me, he goes there brave. Well, hang on a second, that's not brave. That's stupidity. Everyone has a different tolerance. That's exactly why I'm asking today. Is because that risk factor, I think, is what he was saying. Some people are risk adverse. Uh, aversion to risk. Adverse. adverse to risk. Thank you. I've got my thesaurus here. I got that one right. Um, but some people embrace it. But it comes back to real life as well, even with not just kids, with adults. People maybe, I don't know, starting a new business or uh, a new job in uh, after we've come out through lockdown. 
um, wanting to start a new log, a new job because they, they've realized that lockdown has not served them well mm. um, and they've realized they've got more to offer. Um, yeah, I think, as you say, oh, well, kids and all adults will have that different level of risk they'll be um, up for, but it probably starts from when they're literally probably learning to crawl. Right. Because I know for me, like with Jordan, when he was little, he was always a pretty um, agile kid. So he would always attempt things and he would watch other people and he would always try what they did. And for me, if he wasn't in danger, I'd let him go for it. If he was going to fall down a step or whatever, he'll be right. Like it's not going to kill him and he'll just learn. And then the next time he'll know what not to do. Um, but I know a lot of times we'd be at gatherings with family, friends, or or even within our own family or friend groups, or we'd be at playgrounds, and I'd hear other people saying to Jordan, "Oh, don't do that, Jordan. Know this? No, Jordan, know this." And I'm like, "No, he's fine. Like he can do it." But where it became hard was if other kids tried to copy him because they weren't as agile as him. And like for a normal five-year-old, he's pretty agile. And I put that down to the fact that. I've let him do all of that. But as I say, that agility may have come from the, that learning yeah. scenario if that he had with the other kids. Oh, don't climb the skateboard. Don't right. do that trick on the skateboard. Don't climb down that. Don't climb up that. Get off this. Get off that. They're never going to learn. Right. They have to learn. They've got to learn for things for themselves. There's some things, obviously, if they're in danger, well, it's a different story. But other than that, so were you raised the same way though? Because bubble wrap man on the Yeah, I was the last kid. kid. I ate cat food and I survived. Because I'm hopeless, man. My kids, like, I want them to climb and jump and knock themselves out and do all that stuff, but I can't for my anxiety. It's a huge you can't thing. let them. I don't know if they're as big as, what did your kids name you? A bubble wrap man. Yeah. Didn't they make you a jacket out of bubble wrap? <laughs> <laughs> and I was raised a little bit that way, you know, like, you know, yes and no, a bit of both, and I'd probably fit into the that mold, I'm not as, I'm not bubble wrap man, but I'm also not just 100% go for it, depending on what the activity is. Yeah, it depends what it is. Like if he's going to run out in front of a car, well, yeah, that's I'll, no. Yeah, climb a tree and, you know. Play in traffic stop Well, it depends on what the traffic is. <laughs> 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 You've got to let them, you can't, because you're not always going to be there for them. We've talked, we've probably touched about it in other chapters and other stuff that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, but you're not always going to be around. So you have to teach them. You've got to do everything that you can while you are around so that when you're not around, they're best equipped to make the best decision. Yeah. That's all you can do. I think it goes back to real life as well, though, is that with that risk, for example, the skateboarder, they'll try a, a, a stunt. And they'll try that stunt over and over and over again, okay? And then, so you've got the, the thought of doing the stunt, the action, the risk involved, and then the outcome, whether it's a, a failure or a success. And they'll failure, 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 and then they'll make it a success. And then they take that to the next level. So they may move the bar a little bit higher and they try a more difficult stunt. And it comes with, with humans as well, you know, even, I'll take it back to a business. Someone might open one business, then might open another one, and then employ some more staff and so forth. And when they become comfortable with where they are and they want to try, yes, I can do more or we can fit in more, they've got that thought process, they've got the action, they know there's a risk and the outcome will then take them back to that belief of can they do it again? And if I can't, I need to learn how I can do it because I've got to grow that way. Because let's admit it, the people who are at the Olympics uh, doing those bike tricks, the best in the world wins by far, 
He's on every day pushing the boundaries on his own bike track at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they meet thousands of things. And they've fallen and they've broken bones and they've... And, and that's the way we're going to improve is by failing, by making those mistakes and, and hurting ourselves and tripping over and whatever way, whether it's metaphor metaphorically, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's 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 so bubble wrap me, you've been very quiet. No, no, I'm listening because I actually learned um, a fair amount when I read the title. Because really, you have to let the kids learn by themselves. But when you go and have a look at these guys on the bike or they're doing their jump, just to do that, those five meters of jump, you know that you, they've been making mistakes for hours. Mm -hmm. And then it's one mistake after another, they've been fixing their issues. So when you then see Alexander getting on the bike and he's going to try and do those five minutes, I'm going, mate, that's hundreds of hours to get there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't want to try this first. Yeah. And, and, and that's where the bubble rub man comes out. So it's, <laughs> it's really the, 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 a balance between a, a parent knows that stuff, but the, the kids, they don't because they see the other kid do this. They go, well, I can bypass a hundred hours. The same thing as in business. The, the, the people who come into a business and open a real estate office and think, oh, well, I can do what that leader has done. But no, you don't understand. He, he has probably lost hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to sometimes to make some mistakes. He's, he's probably gone through losing uh, two or three teams over that, that lifespan in order to get to that level. Yeah. So you, you can't just come in and, and, and do this. I still remember a leader saying to a young leader one day in real estate, mate, if you're going to start real estate, start big. Don't go like for one or two, just go straight away, go in for the 10, the 1040 we talked about. And when that young leader spoke to me, I said, no, 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 no. You don't do that. You, you, you go slowly because there's leadership that's different. There's a management that is different. You, you, you don't know this. Anyway, he's got out and he's tried this as many as possible. And suddenly, Two months later, he's lost one team, and and he goes again because he's got uh, enormous amount of resilience. He goes back, he gets back up, goes out, get another team, three or four, to lose them again. Yeah. And and sometimes there's no problem with being bubble wrap, as long as you use your intelligence, maybe if you can, to bubble wrap the right place. Yeah. 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 Uh, let, let's imagine now we we're getting the kids to play with. Uh, Champagne or, or Chardonnay or a snake. Chardonnay. Right? Do you go go for it? Because you have to learn by your mistake. You only make one mistake on that one. So I, I think this is where as a parent you have to look at that. Yeah. What is fascinating for me is in the book how he's talking about now the the, 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 the female gender really beating the male gender. And I think that he's leading somewhere there, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not going to speak, mate. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the chapter at all. <laughs> well, then tell us, mate. This is, this is where you're at. So, do you think that the female gender well, is actually. We started with, so, we started talking about left side of politics and the ideologies coming into play and how hard it is, which we touched on in, in last week's live podcast. That, no one can have an opinion anymore because the bubble wrap is now wrapped around society where no one can
can have a different opinion to you. No one can say anything that might possibly offend you. Um, it's bred into politics now. It's bred into the way we run our families and it's bred into the way that we interact with each other. And his point is about how dangerous that is for the world. And then, yes, he used the male versus female thing as a, an example of that, where there was there is one say misconception or perception or myth about men have been oppressing women for for the whole of life, and he pulled out quite a few studies and statistics and anecdotal evidence to prove that if it not only has it not been that, it may actually be starting to turn into the other way. And he thinks if we keep going the other way, the male gender will be completely um, decimated. But no, not decimated, just servant. But just servant. When he it, talks it's about be around, you know. Yeah, when he talks about the amount of females to males now doing university courses, mm -hmm. who's going to be having the top jobs? But he talked about it in a way where it's a threat to the population because if all the women are in all the top jobs, who's going to have the babies and who's going to populate the world? And he went down that path. And my take on that whole section of the book was we've all been struggling together to help each other to get where everyone's going. But there have been instances. There's no doubt there have been instances throughout society where some cultures didn't allow women to vote and Absolutely. some cultures still don't allow women to drive and all that sort of stuff. But overall, it's been a, a, a struggle. No, but it's been a struggle since day dot by male and female to help each other coexist and and succeed, and I think that's where I think that's where a lot of people misunderstand me because I just think we are all equals, and that everyone used a beautiful line, and I wish I'd written it down, but I was in the car about maybe it's not about gender or power, it's about competence. Maybe that's why. Because you used to be stuck on, on that week, huh? Last week, you used to be stuck on last week, mate. Well, <laughs> no, no, but he says, he said it, he said it in this chapter. I thought, geez, I wish I'd had this line last week when I was trying to articulate my thoughts. Yeah, well, he's, uh, it's actually, it's it's good that he's saying this because I'm, I'm, I'm going to show it to Alexander. It's like, it, where he says, if they're healthy, women don't want boys, they want men. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with um, Emily? Is she not well? something <laughs> 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 she's not telling you. <laughs> No, it was the point. His point was maybe on the men versus women thing, maybe the reason the guy got that job is because he was more competent, right? And, yeah. and it's not about power. And he talks about communist societies and how wrong all of that is. Um, but he also talks about exactly the same thing with the, the ideologies that have been brought into play now where people are trying to dismiss gender as even being a thing. They're trying to debase the whole function of our society, which is there is a man and there is a woman. Now you're not even allowed to call someone that if they don't want to be called it. Yeah. And like maybe would have copped some fierce backlash, especially the way the world's heading. Mm. But then he also said, imagine if the right side of politics, which is pretty much the opposite in thinking, what if they were getting funding from the government to to propagate their side of the story? No one had ever allowed. So it's been a very one-sided debate, I feel, and I think we're all of the understanding that we are all equals until a jar of salsa is involved, like I said last <laughs> week. We are all equals and we've all got the same opportunities and if you're good enough, you're good enough. I love it when he says that, that maybe it's not gender bias, it's ability bias. 
That's right. When you say before, it's a, a straight out ability bias. There's a, there's a saying that I've heard before, there's nothing as unequal as treating unequals equally. Mm. So, and then he goes to say, okay, men and women, radio, we're about all women. Let's say we're white women and black women. How about black women and Native American women? But then we've got 500 um, tribes of Native American people. So which ones are they? Are we gonna, so is everyone equal? Are we gonna give everything, everyone the same? Well, that's not society. That's no, it doesn't exist. I don't believe in, in equality. It's not gonna happen. I thought, that, I thought the pay think, gap would have been a good thing. Uh, and I was thinking the pay gap would have been good until we then talked about the pay gap. I don't, I believe you can, I'll take real estate for example. All right, real estate as an agent, is a great equaliser as far as that goes. Absolutely. If you're a good agent, you'll get paid, and if you're not a good agent, you won't get Absolutely. paid. Absolutely. There's no difference in commission. There's no difference in commissions, a male or female. Straight ability, right? That's it's an ability, and any any yeah. role that is based on commission is exactly that. But yeah. he tried to say, well, even he doesn't believe in doing the same job should get the same pay because how do you decide what is the same job? Well, there are. Without doubt, some careers and some jobs that are what they are, and you can say one person is doing the same job as another, and I believe they should be getting paid equally. But um, he had a bit of a difference of opinion there, which yeah. But I I think what he's talking about though is to try to defend the male gender as well. Yeah. Because he says boys will be boys. Let them do that. Mm. Boys need to push each other. Boys need to be rough on each other. That's how they actually learn about independence. So when you go to a young boy, I think that's from the book there, but where you say, keep on saying to him, no, don't do that and don't do this. You're actually removing all of this kind of experience that he needs to have in order to become someone who's strong. Mm. And so what happens is as he grows up in society, he's now not so strong and he's now vulnerable to maybe even women telling him what to do because now there's more women at the top of these uh, positions, right? And so uh, this is where he say, if the kids are doing what the kids are meant to be doing for their gender, let them be. That That's how I understand. And if we're all being told we're equals from a very young age, where does the drive come from to succeed? It's messed up, it will never be equal. No. It can't be equal. But someone's always going to be better than someone. Yeah, exactly. But, and someone's always going to yeah. be better or worse. There's no... But it's not necessarily... Depends what you're talking about. It's not necessarily because of the gender as to why they're different. No, why they're better no, or worse. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, but because there's going to be more, though. That's uh, complex. There's going to be more uh, ladies. So that's that's going to change the balance because all, all these... Uh, <clears throat> oh, over time, it's always been hard labour, you know, working the mines or going out to into battles and, and go to war. But now you can touch a few touch on the computer and the, the machine will do things for you. So uh, you, you can now have a full factory of just women building the best cars on the planet. So like maybe more EQ than IQ. Yes, so and, and, and ladies and women have been doing EQ since the beginning of time. So they, it's in their DNA and the male, they, they don't have that. Yeah. All that they have is, we need to be strong. We're but not because real powerful, we can lift everything. You said males were always sway towards things and females were always sway towards people. That's the we are, suited to our, we are suited to industries though. I mean, physiology, 
because you're illustrated to a Jenny Craig. The model. Um, I mean, try and try and lay bricks in the 38 degree sun all day. It's it's not easy. But I'd rather do that than go and look after people in a nursing home. Yeah. So we are suited. We are suited to certain roles. I mean, and that's that's gender. It's simple. Um, we'll talk about it for a bit more uh, before <laughs> on, but. The crux of it is, this, he's, I think he's suggesting society needs to be run on the basis of freedom of who you are yeah. and, and what your pre-positions are. Yeah. As soon as society tries to be run by an ideology, which he's, he's used communism as the point, yeah. things go pear-shaped. Yeah. So if we, if, and we've already created, we've already, I think we've already gone too far and I don't know if we'll ever come back down the politically correct path. But if we go too far that way, and everything has to be absolutely equal, and there can't be any differences in anything, but isn't that a communist country? Not possible. Wasn't it it communism? Yeah. It's everyone to have everyone in the same. It's not, isn't that communism? It's not possible that everyone will be equal. But if they try and enforce that, yeah, that's going to bring about the, the demise of like most of what we've built. But it's a, it's a it's a stupid argument anyway. We've got what have we got in this country? Well, we had. Two female premiers, the Prime Minister of um, New Zealand, a female. We had Margaret Thatcher many, many years ago. Had your mate, Pauline Hanson. Um, you know. Yeah, they make so. <laughs> We're all subservient to the Queen, for God's sake. There you go. So this this thing that you know, all males are gooses and treat women like shit and there's no opportunity for women in the world is, is just not real. And we're not, not real. We're not blind to say that it doesn't happen because it does happen in certain pay, pay equality, yeah. inequality and so forth. It does happen in certain parts. But, but to say it happens all the time, everyone has to change is, is ridiculous. You can't say, like I said last week, you can never say every male is this and every female is that. It's not. No. They're not. And every situation is different. Yeah. And, and that's what we're going to do. Oh, well, so what about now? Let's take this chapter into our job or our field. Ladies better than men? Men better than ladies in sales? Depending on who's sitting in front. I don't want to put words into your mouth, but I, but I believe you believe a good female will always be a good male yeah. in real estate. I've never taken offense to it. I just crushed anyone who comes close. So <laughs> can't be. But um, why do you feel that way? Because I think a house, it's already female. Female territory. She's the one who makes the nest. She set things up. She's, you know, there's kids there. So I think a, a good sales lady who can really connect to this kind of stuff will always win. Because this is why you see the, the men, when, most of the time when they come in, most of them, unless they have female energy and, and uh, we know some, they, they will always talk about professionalism. They will always talk about, I've got the best marketing. That, you know, it, it's always about all this side that is about top price, gimmicky, where the lady, it's always about connection. Sure, and, and, and I think that if they use it properly, every woman would be the man in the real estate competition. To the person who matches that energy, though. You know, every, not every, but most houses you go into, male and female, husband and wife, the male's going to connect differently to the female's going to connect with it. Now. So shouldn't it be split down the middle who's who, who's better? Because it, it could be, it could be, but I, 
you're talking to me about who's the best, right? And we, we've learned about it, that the best can sometimes just win by a note. I didn't say that it's 100 to zero, but even 51 to 49, one is the best. Right? And I would say you give me a team of ladies, top sales ladies, I'll take them any day over men. I think they've got a few more tools in their belt uh, over men, like uh, women's intuition, um, that EQ feeling the sense and know. Big words today, bro. Dictionary for breakfast. Um, and and they're being able to use their sexuality to their advantage as well. Oh, and, and, that, and, and that happens. And I'm we saw that in trading. That's very what happened yesterday in trading? I, I was giving I'm someone a hard time. <laughs> I was giving a hard time. She turned around, she gave me that one line, uh, and, and she had me laughing. Yep. Remember? So it's it's an amazing thing, and, and but people don't get it. Why? Because it's our education. But we're educating our kids differently, right? So, so you're already educating, you know, even your your, your son, and you know, you have the same, you've got the same power. Where we come from, that education that is more patriarchal style, and it's very much like boys, we did come with that and we do this. Now they don't. So wait until they have that. Plus, oh, you talk about bricklayers, mate. Won't be long before machine will do the brick. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there's no more need for bricklayers. Yeah. It's going to be better than bricklayers because bricklayers, they still have bricks. They they had a radio going full blast, so, so they can't work in pollution and all that stuff. Make the machine. We won't complain. We'll, we'll, we'll finish the house on time. So. I would say we have now gone to a state in the evolution where the technology actually allows women to do everything uh, that used to be done even by men. Which is fine. There's going to be... There's no, the way you say it, I don't feel it's fine. No, no. I, the, the, the way you say it, the, the words feel fine, but your entire persona was... No, what I'm thinking is... is and it's because of the upbringing and because there's a lot of people from the older culture where it was thought of that the men do the men's stuff and the women do the women's stuff, there's always going to be someone who's raised that way who will try and keep a good female there. That's always going to happen. Yeah, right? agree. So what I meant by it's fine is it's okay if women are doing the same job as you. It, you don't have to be threatened by that, but there is always going to be some who are threatened, but I don't think it's... There'll be some industries where it's more apparent than others. I yeah. Think, yeah, but I think the, the problem is, so we agree there's always going to be some. Yeah. Well, I feel the whole problem with the feminist movement is... All or nothing. It's everyone... Yeah, it everyone can be all or nothing. Everyone, okay. every, the male gender is trying to keep the women gender back because they're threatened. And that's why I know it didn't sound good when I went, it's fine, 100%, it's fine. And it's not, but there's always going to be a guy. Some areas that will be more apparent though, like if you have, say, a female um, sports presenter, it's always different. Like in a football, say, for example. They're becoming a, a, a yeah. lot more common now. They they're are. very good at watching. Now, we've spoken about that before too. Yeah. They're becoming more common, but, but I would still say a male, like, a male watching footy is like if they're present if they're doing football stuff a male is always going to know more because they've, they've been there they've done it they've you know they've experienced it but a female presenting netball for example 
different story. Yeah, and that's okay. It's okay. We, we talked about this on the podcast before. It's okay for the NRL to have four guys who have played rugby league at the highest level advising and analysing and commenting on the NRL. You don't have to stick three females there who have never played the game just because of this world that we've lived in now where you have to meet every demographic yeah. possible. And that's the problem, yeah. right? My wife sits there and walks out and goes, what are these ladies doing? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the example last time we spoke about. Andrew Johns, the greatest rugby league player of all time, is getting over-talked by three ladies who have never played a game of rugby league in their life about rugby league. Just the same as I wouldn't expect Vicky Wilson or any of the greatest netball players of all time to be spoken to or over the top of by a bloke who's never played netball for Australia. Or a female that's never played netball. Well, for the exactly. same. And that, that's the problem now. Now, here is what I want to ask from this book, uh, from this chapter. In the world of business and maybe other worlds too, you, to be at the top, you have to be highly aggressive. Right? To, to some of those top CEOs, it's a very aggressive world. So as women rise to the top from what he's talking about here now, because they top at uni, they're going to be headhunted by big corporations. And does that make them more aggressive than at home? And if they're more aggressive at home now, do we now have a problem? <laughs> Where are the kids? Uh, some men like them might like that. <laughs> No, but where, where are the kids getting absolute nurture from? Because mums are mums, right? And mums are there for that, the absolute nurturing. It's not to say that the fathers now aren't meant to be nurturing, but it's it's, yeah, it's a different kind of nurturing. Yeah, absolutely, kids. absolutely. Right? But if... if I mean, just because they're aggressive at work, I mean, it doesn't need to be that mean they're aggressive at home all the time. You, everyone knows. Oh, no, careful, make out. You become what you do. My, my younger brother is fantastic kid until he started in the police and I've got no problem with the police all right I've never done anything wrong but Today. after a few years he started to become a policeman at home wow okay and I've, I've now seen a lot of policemen that the same way they, they they even if they were so gentle before the way they talk to their kids it's almost as if they were still working I told you to go go over there now Yes, almost like and no wonder. Have a look at the ratio of policemen who've got anger issues after a certain uh, amount of time years in in in, uh, in the uh, police force, or even having uh, domestic violence. Mm, I think you need to look at it. That's one of my downfalls with my kids. Is the conversations are very similar to the conversations I have at work. So I'm here. Well, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> I will go to bed at 7pm. <laughs> That'll be 3%. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think, it, honey, if you're spending all day battling and fighting to be the CEO of a company and dealing with competitors and negotiating multi-billion dollar deals and all of the, you have to have an ego, you have to be aggressive, you have to... Um, be able to go for the kill. That's all the stuff that I have to be able to do. You can't just switch that off when you walk in the door. It will, and they will. They vibe off it. So whatever we're doing, they're always watching, and it will always come back at some point. You know, something that you wouldn't have even thought they've heard or picked up on it. It pops back up, and you think, how did they even 
how did they hear that conversation or how did they, you know, hear that, know to say that line or whatever. But I think no matter what role you do, um, it, most people's work will have some level of stress or pressure or load that comes with it. So it's about learning to be able to have that space in between work and home so that when you do walk in that door, and it's not easy, not saying I've got it right or any of us have got it right, but you've got to try and walk in the door and be the mum because they want you to be the mum. But in saying that, before I finish, Mm -hmm. they also (laughs) need to know that not every day is a good day. If you have had a bad day, it's okay to tell them that you've had a bad day. I'm cranky because I've had a bad day or I'm really busy and I just, you know, like they have to get that as well. They don't, you can't just walk in the door every day and everything's rosy. Yeah. They need to understand that it's okay to have bad days because they will too. And when they do, it needs to come back the other way where they can talk to you about it. 100%. I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but what Thomas is saying is if this is the way the world's going and women are taking over all the top jobs, and let's be honest, all of us pretty much is, except for Chris at the moment, spend more time at work than we do at home. <laughs> uh, that's going to change your personality. It's going to change that nurture. And I don't think that can be avoided. Yeah. So where, it, where does that leave us? Where does it leave the upcoming generation of kids? That means you're going to be a lot of... Going to be a lot of little bossy yeah, I think they would work it out. But here's the real... The next question I have. What about us who've been brought up this way? Mm-hmm. When we're sitting down with our kids, and maybe our kids still too young, but our grandkids, and they now swap it. The man's doing the nappy change and all this stuff and cooking at home and all that stuff. How will we adapt to, to that kind of advice? Mm-hmm. How, how will we be adapting to the, let's imagine this, seeing our daughters, you know, coming and picking up the kids, not, not even picking up the kids, but uh, they're coming home every, every every night at 10 because her husband is looking after the, the, the homework for the kids. We did an interview this week with the dude, he's the guy who's picking up the kids already, this generation. How do we deal with this? I think it's still way in its early stages and the, 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 those conversations for the most part probably will be happening after we're already gone. And I include me in that, even though you. No, 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 I don't think so. I, I think that things are going very, very fast. Well, what I'm going to say is, you. Oh, okay, I'm talking from personal experience here. You will emulate what you see from your parent. Yeah. So I saw both mum and dad going to work very fucking hard for whatever it took to put food on the table. So. You say whatever you want about me, but one thing I have is work ethic. I, I, I will always work and work and work and work. And my kids have all they've seen is me and their mother work extremely hard. And, and some of it to their detriment, where we're not at all the places we would like to be as parents. So it's not until the kids start seeing someone changing nappies and, and doing all the stuff that would normally be the role of the female or the, the woman in the relationship, will that, I believe, start to change in the kids? Well, I think it already has because if you look at previous generations, it was always that the female stayed at home and looked after the kids and did the dinners, did the washing, and the male wouldn't have touched a thing to do with dinner, a thing to do with the washing, and over time that's changing. And in some households it does look different. The male will do more than the female or, like I know, some households where the male would cook dinner every night of the week. Not in mine, but it would. It does happen. And 
as time goes on, I think it's it's, yeah, it's really, a different yeah. level of um So do you think that one day the, the, the women will become the one coming home and turning on the telly I hope and so. then grabbing a beer here? <laughs> be nice. Right? Oh, well. it's, different. it's different, but to go back to what you were saying about like future generations as us as grandparents, because I know even with my parents now, like certain decisions or certain things that I'll do with the kids and yeah. your mum will say, oh, well, oh, you shouldn't, you know, they, you can almost feel the not judging, but that's really how they would have done it. So she's trying to advise me how she would have done it, but mm. that's not how I'm doing it with my kids. Yeah. I've learned a lot from them and what they brought us up amazingly, but <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a replica of them because I'm not them. No, and yeah. because it's not the, the same time. Times have I changed. Mean, things have changed, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I think we covered this uh, chapter very well. Thank you very much, Chris, for all of those nice words. And uh, <laughs> I think you've gone off too early, mate. We've got another one to go after. Right? It feels like we've done the Melbourne Cup with this book. <laughs> chapter 12 is coming out. Oh, all right, so, so let's do it next week. You're one by a nose, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the hair on the nose.